0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Academy of Change. My whole goal with this podcast is just to help you all transform your life, grow, and really strive towards that best version of yourself every single day on this earth. And I got a special, special guest with me today. I got my buddy. I got, uh, he actually produces our Optimize You podcast that we do with Matt DeJesus every week. He edits this one for me. Um, it's just a great friend, an awesome dude that we can get into the story of how we met, which kind of is why we're even doing this podcast in the first place. And I am so pumped to bring on my buddy, Nick Dwyer to the podcast. What's going on, Nick? Dude, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, I'm pumped. It's, it's funny, like how, what was that? Two, a year and a half ago, maybe? Two years ago? I, fuck, I don't even remember. Back in the first coaching con. Yeah, so that we, was
1: 2021.
0: Would that have been 2021?
1: Or was that 2022? No, no, 2022. Yeah. 2022, yeah. 2022. yeah. So it probably was
0: like a just not even that long, like, not, like maybe a year and change ago. It's, Damn, it feels longer than that. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> we both went, we both were, we both didn't know a soul at the event but we met and we're like, you know what, let's go ahead and let's start doing some Zooms. You know, so we did like, did we do weekly or bi-weekly Zooms? I think it was weekly. I think it was Zooms. weekly. Yeah. Yeah. we kind of tried to hold each other accountable. At that point in time, you were still coaching and you, I think you had started a podcast, right? You had started your own podcast and I don't know how many episodes <laughs> you got in, but that didn't, uh, that didn't work out. I want to say
1: I got through like maybe four or five episodes.
0: So like probably the average amount that most people get to, right? Like where they, you know, they have like, like if you get over five episodes then you're in like the top 1% or some shit, or I I don't know what the stat is, but, but it was, I remember having the conversation with you. I'm like, why don't we start a fucking podcast, dude? Like, I, I think I had had the realization that I was like, I love doing this speaking stuff. I love the live trainings in my group. And you know, you had talked about doing like how you had done a podcast and I was like, let's fucking do this. Like we, we talk every week, let's do this on a podcast. And we started the lifestyle nutrition podcast. And then a little while after that, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to produce, I'm just going to step, I'm going to edit and I'm going to produce the podcast. And then I think that led you to, or no, before that you were like, I'm going to shift away from coaching and I'm going to shift into more of like you know what I'm passionate about, which is, you know, like the editing, the producing, the growing, helping people grow their channels is what you know, you can expand on that in a second. But and then it was just me doing the podcast. And then we cha we brought on Matt and and now it's optimized you and I feel like we're starting to make strides over there. And so um but can you expand on that? Like, you know, what you know, what made you shift from coaching to editing and producing and you know, how has that been for you?
1: Yeah, so um, I'd say like the biggest thing that kind of pushed me in that direction was that I was already doing some of that kind of stuff within my own business for uh, online fitness and nutrition. So I was already kind of doing some of like the editing, creating content and stuff like that. And I kind of knew that like marketing and content was what I gravitated towards more as opposed to like the coaching. So. I just kind of like at a certain point realized that I wanted to do more of like the marketing stuff so I started working with someone as um like a virtual assistant basically doing like you know I was I didn't actually wasn't even doing any editing for them in the beginning I was just doing like different stuff in their Facebook group like posting some content just like random little things and then um at a certain point he was like like I see what you're doing with like your own edits, like can you just do them for me instead of me paying someone? So I started doing them for him and then I was like, oh damn, like I could actually like do this and I, I actually do like doing this. So I just started to continue to do that and like, you know, just started to reach out to some people and like do free stuff for them, like just find clips on their channel or like on their page and just clip them up or like just message them and say like, hey, like can I edit some free stuff for you? So that was, like, kind of how I got the uh, initial start in that, and then also, like, doing our podcast, like, producing that. It's kind of, like, the uh, the first steps. Well, you do an awesome job, and it's, it's, it's really cool just to even look
0: at, like, where it started to even where it is now, right? Where, you know, now I feel like it's even just, it's just continued to grow. Obviously, you've continued to grow as just an editor, a producer, and you continue to add, like, cool stuff to it, and... It's, it's awesome to see, man. But, um, what, you know, what are some of the things that you enjoy most about that?
1: I would say there's definitely a few things that come to mind, but the first one is like being able to help someone who has like a message and has something to share, like help them get it out more. Cause I feel like I know in my position, when I was trying to coach and get content out there and like do all of that, it's really hard to like focus on like trying to edit, like coming up with like content ideas, like just trying to do all the things that go into it. So like me being able to like help someone like get their like voice out there and like their message and all that is really cool to me. And then more recently, I've been kind of like looking into like storytelling. And like, I think the one thing I really like about it all is like being able to like get someone to like feel a certain emotion and like feel a certain way and kind of like Move them in a certain direction, so that's kind of like where I'm trying to go with everything and like learn about now. I love it, dude.
0: So you're trying to like help them, almost like craft their their voice, their story, so that they can get it out. Not only like have good content that's edited in the good way that you know captures people's attention, but but help them be able to actually get their story out in a certain type of way that allows people to be engaged throughout
1: the whole video or post or whatever they're doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's kind of like the deeper layer to it. Um, Cause it is cool to like go in and like put cool effects on things and make things look really nice. But I think at the end of the day, like what people get the most out of is like hearing certain stories from people or just like hearing like advice that like really resonates with them. So I think that's kind of like where I wanna start to take things and, and get really good at going forward.
0: What do you think's the most important part of like a post so like kind of talking video like what's the biggest thing that somebody could do out there who has like video content or whatever they're trying to do to grow a business or to to get their voice out there you know make a build a brand whatever they're trying to do what's the number
1: one thing they can do when it comes to video content that's a really tough one (sighs) i guess i'll try to give like different like angles of it so Um, because there's so many different like you could be someone who's doing content for a while someone who's just starting but um i'd say in general like just getting reps out there because like when it comes to like speaking and stuff like that like it's just going to take time to like find your voice and you definitely need to be authentic with it and not just like go into chat gpt and have it write you like a whole thing that like doesn't really fit who you are so i'd say definitely getting reps in and just putting shit out there like whether you think it's good or not if you think it's like helpful and you did your best on it then like I would just start putting shit out there but then when it comes to like I guess video specifically or like a post like definitely the hook in the beginning is like one of the biggest things because like you could have an amazing message after like those first three to five seconds but if what you say is like boring or like just doesn't resonate with anyone then like you're not going to get them to that point where they can actually like be like hooked in and be like, oh, like I need to fucking hear this. I need to listen to this guy. So that's, I would say one of the biggest things. And I still really struggle with that because I tend to be like very, I'd say like by the book or like I don't put my full creativity into it because I'm like afraid I'm going to say something weird or like do something that's not like normal, which is kind of what you have to do now because there's just so much shit out there. You have to be like kind of, eye-touching or eye-catching like attention grabbing and uh specific i guess
0: gotta be like different right yeah
1: but it's so hard to be different because it's
0: it's scary the judgment right i don't know i I struggle with this a lot and i I realized today funny enough watching our our podcast that we did with jared hamilton on optimize you i watched that this morning and i was like Some things came up for me when he was talking about a story of his like inner inner child and like some stuff that he's healed. I was like, oh, shit, I haven't gone back to like almost some of these things of just the root of like fear of failure, the root of like fear of judgment, of disappointing people, you know, some of these different things. And I think that sometimes for me makes it hard to be different because it's like, well, different in some some senses different can seem like it's gonna make you like an exile almost right like you're gonna not be liked or you're not gonna be people are gonna think you're weird but really that's like that's everybody's weird in some respect right and so like i think like that's that's great great advice but that's like is that something that you've struggled with as well like just kind of that fear of of judgment and fear of. do you think that that plays into it for you as well like it does me of Putting yourself in a place to be different and putting yourself in a place to say something that might piss
1: fifty percent of the people off that you that you actually post. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's um that was huge. Like when I first started making content. Like that was like my biggest thing. I was just so like fucking afraid to say anything different. And um it still shows up a lot even with like editing. Like I I think sometimes I put like a cap on myself and I play it a little bit smaller because I'm like, oh, like this is like, I've seen someone do this before. So like I can, you know, it's like okay to do, but it's like you have to kind of like expand out of that and like make your own kind of style and like try your own things to see like what works and like, you know, grab more attention and like just be different like we said. So that's something I've kind of been thinking about recently is like, Figuring out how I can take a lot of the pressure off myself in those situations and just being okay with, like, if this sucks, it sucks. Like, I just need to keep putting out different shit, keep trying different things. And, like, if I find all the ways that it doesn't work, then great. Like, eventually I'll get to that point of, like, you know, this works really well for me or whoever I'm, like, creating for. Yeah. Isn't it crazy, dude?
0: Like, how, like, I just kind of had this thought come up where it's, like, we have these things where it's like oh we're afraid that we're gonna be that people are gonna be like pissed off at us or whatever or that something's gonna flop but if it flops like nobody even fucking saw it anyway (laughs) and and, you know what I mean like like it's like in the worst case scenario I think it's so hard like coming back to my roots of just always wanting people to like me and you know always wanting to fit in all that stuff like it doesn't always play well into the whole content thing and string of things and so it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, but, um, I had this thought and I put this on my calendar today. I'm like the inner, the inner Alex has like, there's still some sort of like just fear of like that disappointment, fear of that failure, fear of rejection, fear of these things. And I think it shows up in a lot of areas of my life. And it's, it's why I sometimes fall back into some old patterns. And it's why I sometimes like, I feel a certain way. I don't know Why? And so like, I put something on, I was like, I'm going to write like a you know, letter to my inner like version of myself there, just letting them know that it's perfectly fine to feel those things and like kind of freeing the, you know, the nine, 10 year old version of myself of those burdens of like, oh, putting myself out there and doing these things. Because I know personally that it really holds me back still you know, I've made progress. We've talked about this. I've made a lot of progress on overcoming myself, but there's still these little, I think it's a never ending cycle. And I'd love for you to talk on like, what are some things that you've done in your life to to help yourself grow and help yourself like really overcome yourself and some of those, like maybe anchors and stuff that have held you back from being the person you want to be
1: and just going where you want to go with this. Yeah. I think, um, I've done a lot more of that kind of stuff recently actually, Um, I think for the longest time I was like focused more on like what I was doing career wise and like kind of put health and the other like issues I had to deal with on the back burner. But now I've kind of flipped that on its head and be like, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to get to the places I want to be if I don't like take care of these things first. So, um, I think the biggest thing is kind of going back into like my past, like for the longest time. I've never even thought about like, I don't know, some of the shit that I I did when I was younger, some of the things that happened to me that like, I wouldn't necessarily like look at and be like, oh, it was like a traumatic, I had a traumatic like childhood, but I think everyone kind of internalizes those like a different way and everyone has their own trauma. So like trying to go back into those things and understand like why I am the way I am and like I have some of my tendencies that's been pretty big and just being able to like, like we've talked about before or like you've talked about on your podcast is just like healing the inner child and like being able to like, um, I don't know I'm trying to say here, like being able to like kind of forgive yourself and understand like why those things are happening in your life. So that's been, that's been huge for me recently.
0: I love it, dude. No, it's awesome that you're doing that. And like, I think it's just Endless benefits, but it's scary, isn't it? Like it's so scary, like going back to some of these things because you know I don't feel like me. Like there's like I've had all these events and stuff that I can pinpoint. It's like I don't like what I did there. I didn't handle that good. This was stupid, you know. Like like this this could have got me in jail, right? Like there there's like a you know a lot of different things that come up, and it's like fuck. And you know I for the longest time I, I struggled too with just feeling a lot of shame about those things and almost just being stuck in the past on these different things that i thought like oh but what if i make it and like people find out that i did this and like reasonably like the stuff that i've done in the past isn't probably to touch the surface of what some people have done right you have like some people that have literally like they've gone to to jail um prison for these crazy crimes and they come out and they make this huge impact because they made a huge shift and And, you know, none of the stuff that I did was like, you know, it was like a crime or anything, but it's, you know, there's like, I think it's just crazy though that like all of us, you know, we have a past and we all have things that we're not proud of. And a lot of times we draw these conclusions almost that. we're a bad person or that we don't deserve the results that we're going after because of like xyz things that happen or these like imprints that happened on us on us from like maybe our parents or from other kids that we went to school with or from teachers and coaches and all of these people that really impact us in a heavy way what what are um you know some some of the biggest breakthroughs that you've been able to make in that area just starting, you know, like I, I know that you're, you've, we've talked and, and you're like relatively, you know, it's been the last few months that you've started really going deeper into your past and stuff like that. Have you had any breakthroughs there? Like, have you seen any like big changes happen just throughout those first few months?
1: Um, I don't know. I definitely need to go like deeper into it because it is kind of newer for me, but, um, Honestly, the one thing was just like being able to give myself more like love and like looking back into like, like at least some of the meditations and some of like the exercises I've done was like going back into like a kind of like a moment that you remember and um, just giving yourself like what you need. That's kind of like the, I guess the basis of it. But in doing that, I realized that like, I don't really ever do that for myself. Like... I usually kind of like kick myself down instead of being like here's like what I need like what I need to hear. So um just like kind of understanding that's been big for me and just being able to be like oh like I need to I need to do this more. I need like I just need that awareness. So I think that was big. Um and then another thing that like has showed up that I haven't really dug into but like with some of the social anxiety like I just realized like or I just like remembered this random point and like must have been in like third grade where I was supposed to do like this presentation and like everyone in our class was doing it like we wrote like a paper or something and for some reason I was just absolutely refusing to do it like I started like bawling my eyes out crying like I did not want to get up in front of the class and like not that I think that that's been like the cause of every of all like the social anxiety but it's like why was that there in like whatever second or third grade? So I'm starting to just try to like dig into more of that stuff and, um, kind of figure that out. But I don't think I've had a lot of like other breakthroughs in that sense of, um, things that I've like really like figured out and pinpointed.
0: That's cool though, man. That's, that's like a huge, that's a huge thing to, to notice that. Cause that like that long ago feels like that's a pretty, that's a route, right. Or that's like maybe yeah. one of the roots of, of, you know potential social anxiety which i struggle with too honestly i you know i we've talked like i struggled a lot with alcohol had alcohol problems um a lot of what you know one of the big things with alcohol for me was that like it made the social situations a lot easier to handle because it kind of numbed any emotions and kind of gave me got me away from any sort of like fears like um kind of just gets you out of your own head really in a sense. It's not in a, not necessarily in a good way. I think that you know there's no nothing against people who who drink and have, you know, have drinks and you know get drunk here and there. I think that's perfectly fine but you know, I think that when we start going in that direction of numbing emotions and and using it to be social and using it to be a different version of yourself that's when it gets tough because it took me a long time and that was a huge like limiting belief that I had around it was that like I needed it to be a good the best version of myself. I really did link alcohol to like a fun version of me. And I kind of thought I was boring outside of that. And I still do struggle with like that social anxiety too. I like one of my fears, I've never said this, I don't think, but is like talking having spontaneous conversation with people in public. And I've tried to dig into that more and more recently and i've honestly figured out that like that's something i need to to go head on with and i'm trying to create like a challenge with myself around like having like three conversations a day with people in public and like forcing myself to like go out i don't leave the house that much <laughs> I probably should leave the house more and so like i'm like this this would be a good thing like go to a, a grocery store or something or go to like you know somewhere and just like go around and be like you know I forced myself to start conversations with people that I don't know to get over this fear like what what do you think about that like when it comes to your fears and confronting them head on as opposed to what you know I've done a lot in the past and that is sitting there and like almost avoiding them right like just like you know I feel that anxiety come up sometimes when I think about some of these things that scare me a little bit. And, you know, I'm like, I gotta, like, I, they always say confront your fears, but it just, you, you start to think about it and it's like, fuck, like, this is, this is a lot, man. This is, this is like going to be like, it's like, i build it up to be this huge thing in my mind. Like with rejection, I, I think I've talked about this as well on some of the podcasts where I had this, this moment where it popped up when I was doing some inner work and it was like a six, I think it was in sixth grade. I had my friends talked to, like, asked this girl out for me because I was too scared to do it. And she didn't know, she didn't know who I was. She's like, who's that? Because I think they said Alex and everybody called me Wojo back in the day. And uh, so I was like, I internalized that as a rejection. And I think that also led to me not like putting myself in those situations and being fearful almost of like putting myself out there in certain things. But I think the only way is to Do it, you know, like it's like kind of to get to get out there and do it. Like, do you have
1: anything that you've tried there? Any fears that you're you've been trying to confront? Yeah, so I've definitely struggled with this a lot, too. And uh, one thing realized that it was kind of like a breakthrough, actually, that came from the inner child stuff is um, just letting myself like feel those certain emotions and not just trying to stuff them down and like push them away Um, because I think when you do that it kind of still lingers there but you don't let yourself actually process it and deal with it so that's something that I've done recently Um, I mean meditation's great for it but even just like fucking sitting there and just like like giving yourself like five or ten minutes to like actually like feel that emotion so like if you're like scared about something sitting there and just being like all right like why am I scared of this like I am scared of this. It's okay. Just sitting there like letting yourself like feel it because sometimes you you'll do that for a little bit and like your body just wanted to like really feel that emotion and you can just kind of like move on from there and like realize that it's not really like that big of a deal and you don't need to beat yourself up over it. Um, So that's definitely one of like the bigger things when it comes to that and um, just going into fears and then also like trying to detach from outcomes. That's been like a big thing that I've been trying to work on is like not being so caught up in like what's gonna happen and being able to let myself just like go through the process like and just like enjoy the process. I know that's kind of like a cliche thing and like everyone talks, oh just like enjoy the process. But like really trying to get to a point where you care, but you kinda like really if if the outcome happens, great, but like it's more important that you're just like doing the thing that you want to do or like the, you know, going through that process that like you care about. Um, Yeah, so like trying to detach from outcomes, that's been like a really big thing for me. And I think that can kind of like pull down some of that fear because then you're not so like caught up in like what's actually going to happen. Isn't
0: it crazy, like how our our minds are like generally like wrong? Yeah, (laughs) like we, we make out like the worst case scenario like with the outcomes, right? It's like, oh, this outcome. Like, if I go talk to this person, then they're gonna like spit in my face and kick me in the head or some shit. Like, like you know, it's like this like worst case possible scenario comes in. Like, I was talking with uh, with a buddy of mine, and I was like, I've had these thoughts, like that. It's like, oh, that, like I'm gonna get like somebody like my dog's gonna get mauled by a bear. Right? Like I envision, I was like, oh, like this this thing happened. it's Like, and a lot of these things they never actually come to fruition right like it's like our mind like the scoreboard of our mind versus reality is like fucking
1: one to a hundred you know it's so i think it's, it's crazy like how much we make it up in our mind isn't it yeah it is crazy too because like even if you if you're like thinking on the positive end too of like what you want to happen like i feel like a lot of the times like if that thing that you're hoping for does happen a lot of the times it like doesn't even end up being like exactly how you kind of like pictured it so it's like the same could go for the other end so it's just that it is interesting how our minds just make it up
0: yeah and that's why detachment is so important right it's like it's almost like you're in the present moment you're not trying to change that present moment but you know that at any moment you can change the next thing right it's like just being fine with what's happening knowing that like with your future actions, you can change like what happens in the future almost, which I think is so, is so cool. I think I heard that definition from a book I was reading They're Like detachment is, it's like being perfectly fine with the present moment. Because literally we can't change what's happening now, but we can change through our future actions, the different things that happen around us, right? Our future thoughts even, or if what we say, all of these different things really lead to our reality coming to fruition, but so many people get tied up in like trying to change the, the present moment and also just like wanting to have the results happen like this exact second. Have you struggled with that at all? Like I, I know that for me, I still like have to taper my expectations and, and make sure that I don't uh, get too wrapped up in wanting these results like super quickly. Cause I came from that quick fix. Mindset with all this shit that I did to try to transform my body. Like, I would do these fucking insane workouts in the gym, dude. Like, I I remember doing this workout that I would do. It was like an incline to regular run. Like, so I would do like incline run. <laughs> I would try to do it as fast as I could possibly do it, and then I'd like my my rest period was a run on on regular, and then I would go back up and I'd do like a half a mile on incline, and then I would do like regular, and I'd go this. I try to do it as much as I could. And then I had this exercise this one that I found online that it was like what I would do it as because I had like a bad back at the time. I wasn't doing back squats is I would do like this. I would get the heaviest dumbbells that I could do a like sumo squat. So I get like two dumbbells. I'd I'd have sumo squats. I would have I think the second exercise was shoulder. I think it was shoulder press. And then the third was push ups. And I would do this this circuit where it was like I started at 10 reps, went you know, 10, 10, 10, and then I would get like 30 seconds of rest or a minute of rest. And then I would go 9, 9, 9, and then it would go all the way down to 1, and then it would go all the way back up to 10. And, and that was like with like 30 seconds or a minute of rest, and I would do that with as much weight as I could possibly do. And that was like my – that was generally like my Monday workout after like a huge weekend of drinking and like binging. And I would just like punish the shit out of myself with these exercises. But like, that was like quick fix mindset intact. So like, I'm curious, like if you've struggled with that and like stuff that you've done personally to help delay gratification and just try to put out those goals into the future a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely struggled with that. Um, especially with like the social media kind of stuff. It's easy to get caught up in just being like, oh, like I'm just going to have this post that like fucking blows up or like, I need to get all these followers or views or comments. And, um, yeah, so that's been something I've really been trying to work through recently too. And like a little shift that I've done and I'm like planning on making and have been making the last little bit is just, um, focusing more on like what I'm actually like learning and like trying new things as opposed to like what, like my end outcome is so like at least in in my case for like creating videos and stuff like that i'm gonna start focusing more on like collaborating with other people and like trying different different types of videos different um whether it's like learning about like lighting editing stuff like that and just being like so focused on like that and like acknowledging when i'm like winning there and like when i'm learning there as opposed to like I don't know, getting some type of client or like getting, you know, like getting views on videos and stuff like that. I feel like that shift, even just like the mental shift I've had thinking that way has been really helpful in like trying to get away from like that kind of thinking. That's awesome, man.
0: So like, just like the lifelong learner mentality, almost like you're identifying as somebody who's just going to learn. And I think that's a cool way to detach too. kind of going back to what we were talking about. Like you're, you're detaching from the outcome by focusing on what can I learn during this process and not, you know, not worrying about when it happens. I think that it's crazy though. Like when you do that, the stuff comes a lot quicker too. Like you, you really, you seem to get the results that you wanted in the first place a lot easier because when we're so obsessed with the end result and we're so obsessed with having it now, like that it's, we're not giving like the universe almost like the time to actually, like have it come to fruition because we're just like we're not actually
1: wrapped up in doing what we need to do we're wrapped up in the result yeah absolutely and it's like a good way like going from that frame is a great way to like allow yourself to enjoy it a little bit more because like for me when i'm so focused on the outcome it's like when i'm doing the shit i'm like i normally enjoy i'm not even focused on like actually being able to like enjoy it like have fun with it and then like for me, that brings like my creativity and like my energy down like so much. I love it dude. Do you like have anything that you do
0: where like, I'm actually going to use that. I think that's amazing. Do you have anything you do where you're like at the end of the day, like what did I learn today? Like, like almost like a, like a wins type of stuff, you know, as far as like, just like, Hey, like what did I actually learn today? So just that you
1: can help move yourself forward. I don't have like a specific one where I write down what I have like learned, but, um, Um, Since I'm working with you, we're doing the uh, at the end of every day going through wins. So that's been helpful is just kind of like being able to like identify those things and like search for them. Because
0: what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Academy of Change. My whole goal with this podcast is just to help you all transform your life, grow and really strive towards that best version of yourself every single day on this earth. And I got a special, special guest with me today. I got my buddy. I got, uh, he actually produces our Optimize You podcast that we do with Matt De Jesus every week. He edits this one for me. Um, it's just a great friend, an awesome dude that we can get into the story of how we met, which kind of is why we're even doing this podcast in the first place and i am so pumped to bring on my buddy nick dwyer to the podcast what's going on nick dude what's going on thanks for having me yeah dude i'm pumped it's it's funny like how what was that two a year and a half ago maybe two years ago fuck i don't even remember back in the first coaching con yeah so that was
1: 2021 would
0: that have been 2021
1: or was that 2022? No, no, 2022. Yeah. 2022, 2022, yeah. So it probably was
0: like a, just not even that long, like not, like maybe a year and change ago. It seems yeah. like it was damn, 20, it feels longer ago. than that. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> we both went, we both were, we both didn't know a soul at the event, but we met and we're like, you know what, let's go ahead and let's start doing some Zooms. You know, so we did like, did we do weekly or bi-weekly Zooms? I think it was weekly. I think it was weekly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of tried to hold each other accountable at that point in time, you were still coaching and you, I think you had started a podcast, right? You had started your own podcast and I don't know how many episodes (laughs) you got in, but that didn't, uh, that didn't work out. I want to say I
1: got through like maybe four or five episodes.
0: (laughs) So like probably the average amount that most people get to, right? Like where they, you know, they have like, like if you get over five episodes then you're in like the top 1% or some shit, or I, I don't know what the stat is, but, but It was, I remember having the conversation with you. I'm like, why don't we start a fucking podcast, dude? Like, I I think I had had the realization that I was like, I love doing this speaking stuff. I love the live trainings in my group. And, you know, you had talked about doing like how you had done a podcast. And I was like, let's fucking do this. Like we, we talk every week, let's do this on a podcast. And we started the Lifestyle Nutrition Podcast. And then a little while after that, you're like, you know what, I'm just going to produce. I'm just going to step, I'm going to edit, and I'm going to produce the podcast. And then I think that led you to, or no, before that, you were like, I'm, I'm going to shift away from coaching, and I'm going to shift into more of like, you know, what I'm passionate about, which is, you know, like the editing, the producing, the growing, helping people grow their channels is what, you know, you can expand on that in a second. But, and then it was just me doing the podcast and then we cha- we brought on Matt, and and now it's optimized you and I feel like we're starting to make strides over there. And so, um, but can you expand on that? Like, you know, what, you know, what made you shift from coaching to editing and producing, and, you know, how has that been for you?
1: Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I'd say like the biggest thing that that kind of pushed me in that direction was that I was already doing some of that kind of stuff within my own business for. Um, online fitness and nutrition so I was already kind of doing some of like the editing creating content and stuff like that and I kind of knew that like marketing and content was what I gravitated towards more as opposed to like the coaching so I just kind of like at a certain point realized that I wanted to do more of like the marketing stuff so I started working with someone as um like a virtual assistant basically doing like you yeah, know I was I didn't actually wasn't even doing any editing for them in the beginning I was just doing like different stuff in their Facebook group like posting some content just like random little things and then um at a certain point he was like like I see what you're doing with like your own edits like can you just do them for me instead of me paying someone so I started doing them for him and I was like oh damn like I could actually like do this and I, I actually do like doing this so I just started to continue to do that and like you know, just started to reach out to some people and like do free stuff for them, like just find clips on their channel or like on their page and just clip them up or like just message them and say like, hey, like, can I edit some free stuff for you? So that was like kind of how I got the uh, initial start in that. And then also like doing our podcast, like producing that kind of like the uh, the first steps. Well, you do an awesome job and it's, it's it's really cool just
0: to even look at like where it started to even where it is now. Right. Where, you know, now I feel like it's even just it's just continued to grow. Obviously, you've continued to grow as just an editor, a producer, and you continue to add like cool stuff to it. And it's it's awesome to see, man. But um what you know, what are some of the things that you
1: enjoy most about that? I would say there's definitely a few things that come to mind. But the first one is like being able to help someone who has like a message and has something to share like help them get it out more because I feel like I know in my position when I was trying to coach and get content out there and like do all of that it's really hard to like focus on like trying to edit like coming up with like content ideas like just trying to do all the things that go into it so like me being able to like help someone like get their like voice out there and like their message and all that is really cool to me and then more recently, I've been kind of like looking into like storytelling and like, I think the one thing I really like about it all is like being able to like get someone to like feel a certain emotion and like feel a certain way and kind of like move them in a certain direction. So that's kind of like where I'm trying to go with everything and like learn about now.
0: I love it. Dude. So you're trying to like help them almost like craft their, their voice, their story so that they can get it out. Not only like have good content that's edited in a good way that you know captures people's attention but but help them be able to actually get their story out in a certain type of way that allows people to be engaged
1: throughout the whole video or post or whatever they're doing yeah yeah for sure i think that's kind of like the deeper layer to it because um, it is cool to like go in and like put cool effects on things and make things look really nice but i think at the end of the day like what people get the most out of is like hearing certain stories from people or just like hearing like advice that like really resonates with them. So I think that's kind of like where I want to start to take things and, and get really good at going forward.
0: What do you think's the most important part of like a post? So like kind of talking video, like what's the biggest thing that somebody could do out there who has like video content or whatever they're trying to do to grow a business or to, to get their voice out there, you know, make a, build a brand, whatever they're trying to do, what's the
1: number one thing they can do when it comes to video content? Ooh, that's a really tough one. I guess I'll try to give like different like angles of it. So, um, cause there's so many different, like you could be someone who's doing content for a while, someone who's just starting, but, um, I'd say in general, like just getting reps out there. Cause like, when it comes to like speaking and stuff like that, like it's just gonna take time to like find your voice and you definitely need to be authentic with it and not just like go into chat GPT and have it write you like a whole thing that like doesn't really fit who you are. So I'd say definitely getting reps in and just putting shit out there, like whether you think it's good or not. If you think it's like helpful and you did your best on it, then like I would just start putting shit out there. But then when it comes to like, I guess video specifically or like a post, like definitely the hook in the beginning is like one of the biggest things. Cause like you could have an amazing message after like those first three to five seconds. But if what you say is like boring or like just doesn't resonate with anyone, then like you're not going to get them to that point where they can actually like be like hooked in and be like, Oh, like I need to fucking hear this. I need to listen to this guy. So that's, I would say one of the biggest things. And I still really struggle with that. Cause I tend to be like, very, I'd say like by the book or like, I don't put my full creativity into it. Cause I'm like afraid I'm going to say something weird or like do something that's not like normal, which is kind of what you have to do now. Cause there's just so much shit out there. You have to be like kind of eye touching or eye catching like attention grabbing and uh specific, I guess. You
0: gotta be like different,
1: right? Yeah. But it's so hard to be different because
0: it's it's scary the judgment, right? I don't. Know. I, I struggle with this a lot, and I, I realized today, funny enough, watching our our podcast that we did with Jared Hamilton on Optimize You, I watched that this morning, and I was like, some things came up for me when he was talking about a story of his, like inner inner child and like some stuff that he's healed. I was like, oh shit, I haven't gone back to like almost some of these things of just the root of like fear of failure the root of like fear of judgment of disappointing people you know some of these different things and i think that sometimes for me makes it hard to be different because it's like well different in some some senses different can seem like it's gonna make you like an exile almost right like you're gonna not be liked or you're not gonna be people are gonna think you're weird but really that's that's everybody's weird in some respect, right? And so, like, I think, like, that's that's great, great advice. But that's like, is that something that you've struggled with as well? Like, just kind of that fear of, of judgment and fear of Do you think that that plays into it for you as well? Like, it does me of putting yourself in a place to be different and putting yourself in a place to say something that
1: might piss fifty percent of the people off that you that you actually post. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's um, that was huge. Like when I first started making content. Like, that was, like, my biggest thing. I was just so, like, fucking afraid to say anything different. And, um, it still shows up a lot, even with, like, editing. Like, I, I think I sometimes I put, like, a cap on myself, and I play it a little bit smaller, because I'm, like, oh, like, this is, like, I've seen someone do this before, so, like, I can, you know, it's, like, okay to do, but it's, like, you have to, kind of, like, expand out of that, and, like, make your own kind of style and like try your own things to see like what works and like you know grab more attention and like just be different like we said so that's something I've kind of been thinking about recently is like figuring out how I can take a lot of the pressure off myself in those situations and just being okay with like if this sucks it sucks like I just need to keep putting out different shit keep trying different things and like if I find all the ways that it doesn't work, then great. Like eventually I'll get to that point of like, you know, this works really well for me or whoever I'm like creating for. Yeah. Isn't
0: it crazy, dude? Like how, like I just kind of had this thought come up where it's like, (laughs) we have these things where it's like, Oh, we're afraid that we're going to be, that people are going to be like pissed off at us or whatever, or that something's going to flop. But if it flops, like nobody even fucking saw it anyway. (laughs) And and you know what I mean? Like, like it's, like in the worst case scenario, I think it's so hard, like coming back to my roots of just always wanting people to like me and, you know, always wanting to fit in all that stuff. Like it doesn't always play well into the whole content thing and string of things. And so it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, but um, I had this thought and I put this on my calendar today. I'm like the inner inner Alex has like, there's still some sort of like, just fear of like that disappointment, fear of that failure, fear of rejection, fear of these things. And I think it shows up in a lot of areas in my life. And it's, it's why I sometimes fall back into some old patterns. And it's why I sometimes like, I feel a certain way. I don't know why. And so like, I put something on, I was like, I'm going to write like a, you know, letter to my inner like version of myself there, just letting them know that it's perfectly fine to feel those things. And like kind of freeing the, you know the nine ten year old version of myself of those burdens of like oh putting myself out there and doing these things because I know personally that it really holds me back still, you know I've made progress, we've talked about this, I've made a lot of progress on overcoming myself, but there's still these little I think it's a never ending cycle, and I'd love for you to talk on like what are some things that you've done in your life to to help yourself grow and help yourself like really overcome yourself and some of those like maybe anchors and stuff that have held you back from being the person
1: you want to be and just going where you want to go with this yeah I think um I've done a lot more of that kind of stuff recently actually um I think for the longest time I was like focused more on like what I was doing career-wise and like kind of put health and the other like issues I had to deal with on the back burner but now I've kind of flipped that on its head and be like I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to get to the places I want to be if I don't like take care of these things first. So, um, I think the biggest thing is kind of going back into like my past, like for the longest time, I've never even thought about like, I don't know, some of the shit that I, I did when I was younger, some of the things that happened to me that like, I wouldn't necessarily like look at and be like, Oh, it was like a traumatic, I had a traumatic like childhood, but I think everyone kind of internalizes those like a different way and everyone has their own trauma so like trying to go back into those things and understand like why I am the way I am and like I have some of my tendencies that's been pretty big and just being able to like like we've talked about before or like you've talked about on your podcast is just like healing the inner child and like being able to like um I don't know I'm trying to say here like being able to like kind of forgive yourself and understand like why those things are happening in your life so that's been that's been huge for me recently
0: i love it dude no it's awesome that you're doing that and like i think it's just endless benefits but it's scary isn't it like it's so scary like going back to some of these things because you know i don't feel like me like there's like i've had all these events and stuff that i can pinpoint it's like i don't like what i did there i didn't handle that good this was stupid, you know, like, like this, this could have got me in jail, right? Like there, there's like a, you know, a lot of different things that come up and it's like, fuck. And you know, I, for the longest time, I I struggled too with just feeling a lot of shame about those things and almost just being stuck in the past on these different things that I thought like, oh, but what if I make it? And like, people find out that I did this and like reasonably, like, the stuff that I've done in the past isn't probably to touch the surface of what some people have done, right? You have, like, some people that have literally, like, they've gone to, to jail, um, prison for these crazy crimes, and they come out, and they make this huge impact because they made a huge shift, and, and, you know, none of the stuff that I did was, like, you know, it was, like, a crime or anything, but it's, you know, there's, like, I think it's just crazy, though, that, like, all of us you know we have a past and we all have things that we're not proud of and a lot of times we draw these conclusions almost that like we're a bad person or that we don't deserve the results that we're going after because of like xyz things that happen or these like imprints that happened on us from like maybe our parents or from other kids that we went to school with or from teachers and coaches and all of these people that really impact us in a heavy way what what are um you know, some, some of the biggest breakthroughs that you've been able to make in that area, just starting, you know, like, I I know that you're, you've, we've talked and and you're like relatively, you know, it's been the last few months that you've started really going deeper into your past and stuff like that. Have you had any breakthroughs there? Like, have you seen any like big changes
1: happen just throughout those first few months? Um, I don't know. I definitely need to go like deeper into it because it is kind of newer for me, but, um, Honestly, the one thing was just like being able to give myself more like love and like looking back into like, like at least some of the meditations and some of like the exercises I've done was like going back into like a kind of like a moment that you remember and um, just giving yourself like what you need. That's kind of like the, I guess the basis of it. But in doing that, I realized that like, I don't really ever do that for myself, like I usually kind of, like, kick myself down instead of being, like, here's, like, what I need, like, what I need to hear. So, um, just, like, kind of understanding that's been big for me and just being able to be, like, oh, like, I need to I need to do this more. I need, like, I just need that awareness. So, I think that was big. Um, and then another thing that, like, has showed up that I haven't really dug into, but, like, with some of the social anxiety, like, I just realized, like, or I just, like, remembered this random point in, like, must have been in, like, third grade where I was supposed to do, like, this presentation and, like, everyone in our class was doing it. Like, we wrote, like, a paper or something. And for some reason, I was just absolutely refusing to do it. Like, I started, like, bawling my eyes out, crying. Like, I did not want to get up in front of the class. And, like, not that I think that that's been, like, the cause of every, of all, like, the social anxiety, but it's, like why was that there in like whatever second or third grade? So I'm starting to just try to like dig into more of that stuff and um, kind of figure that out. But I don't think I've had a lot of like other breakthroughs in that sense of um, things that I've like really like figured out and pinpointed.
0: That's cool though, man. That's, that's like a huge, that's a huge thing to, to notice that. Cause that, like that long ago feels like that's a pretty, that's a route, right? Or that's like maybe yeah. one of the roots of, of you know potential social anxiety which i struggle with too honestly i you know i we've talked like i struggled a lot with alcohol had alcohol problems um a lot of what you know one of the big things with alcohol for me was that like it made the social situations a lot easier to handle because it kind of numbed any emotions and kind of gave me got me away from any sort of like fears like um kind of just gets you out of your own head really in a sense. It's not in a, not necessarily in a good way. I think that you know there's no nothing against people who who drink and have, you know, have drinks and you know get drunk here and there. I think that's perfectly fine but you know, I think that when we start going in that direction of numbing emotions and and using it to be social and using it to be a different version of yourself that's when it gets tough because it took me a long time and that was a huge like limiting belief that I had around it was that like I needed it to be a good the best version of myself. I really did link alcohol to like a fun version of me. And I kind of thought I was boring outside of that. And I still do struggle with like that social anxiety too. I like one of my fears, I've never said this, I don't think, but is like talking, having spontaneous conversation with people in public. And I've tried to dig into that more and more recently and I've honestly figured out that like that's something I need to to go head on with and I'm trying to create like a challenge with myself around like having like three conversations a day with people in public and like forcing myself to like go out I don't leave the house that much probably should leave the house more and so like I'm like this this would be a good thing like go to a grocery store or something or go to like you know, somewhere and just like go around and be like, you know, I forced myself to start conversations with people that I don't know to get over this fear. Like what, what do you think about that? Like when it comes to your fears and confronting them head on, as opposed to what, you know, I've done a lot in the past. And that is sitting there and like almost avoiding them, right? Like, just like, you know, I feel that anxiety come up sometimes when I think about some of these things that scare me a little bit. And, you know, I'm like, I gotta, like, I, they always say confront your fears, but it just, you you start to think about it and it's like, fuck, like, this is, this is a lot, man. This is, this is like going to be like, it's like, I build it up to be this huge thing in my mind. Like with rejection, I, I think I've talked about this as well on some of the podcasts where I had this, this moment where it popped up when I was doing some inner work and it was like a six, I think it was in sixth grade. I had my friends. Talk to like ask this girl out for me because I was too scared to do it, and she didn't know, she didn't know who I was. She's like, "Who's that?" Because I think they said Alex, and everybody called me Wojo back in the day, and uh, so I like, I internalized that as a rejection, and I think that also led to me not like putting myself in those situations, and being fearful almost of like putting myself out there in certain things, but I think the only way is to do it. You know, like, it's like kind of to get, to get out there and do it. Like, do you have anything that you've tried there? Any fears that you're, you've been trying to confront?
1: Yeah. So I've definitely struggled with this a lot too. And, um, one thing realized that it was kind of like a breakthrough actually that came from the inner child stuff is, um, just letting myself like feel those certain emotions and not just trying to stuff them down and like push them away Um, because I think when you do that it kind of still lingers there but you don't let yourself actually process it and deal with it so that's something that I've done recently Um, I mean meditation's great for it but even just like fucking sitting there and just like like giving yourself like five or ten minutes to like actually like feel that emotion so like if you're like scared about something sitting there and just being like all right like why am I scared of this like I am scared of this. It's okay. Just sitting there, like letting yourself like feel it, because sometimes you you'll do that for a little bit, and like your body just wanted to like really feel that emotion, and you can just kind of like move on from there, and like realize that it's not really like that big of a deal, and you don't need to beat yourself up over it. Um, So that's definitely one of like the bigger things when it comes to that, and um, just going into fears, and then also like trying to detach from outcomes that's been like a big thing that i've been trying to work on is like not being so caught up in like what's gonna happen and being able to let myself just like go through the process like and just like enjoy the process i know that's kind of like a cliche thing and like everyone talks oh just like enjoy the process but like really trying to get to a point where you care but you kind of like really if if the outcome happens great but like it's more important that you're just like doing the thing that you wanna do or like the, you know, going through that process that like you care about. Um, Yeah, so like trying to detach from outcomes, that's been like a really big thing for me. And I think that can kinda like pull down some of that fear because then you're not so like caught up in like what's actually gonna happen.
0: Isn't it crazy like how our our minds are like generally like wrong? Yeah. Like we (laughs) we make out like the worst case scenario like with the outcomes, right? It's like, oh, this outcome. Like, if I go talk to this person, then they're gonna like spit in my face and kick me in the head or some shit. Like, like you know, <laughs> it's like this like worst case possible scenario comes in. Like, I was talking with uh, with a buddy of mine, and I was like, I've had these thoughts, like that. It's like, oh, that, like I'm gonna get like somebody like my dog's gonna get mauled by a bear. Right? Like I envision. I was like, oh, like this this thing happened. it's Like, and a lot of these things they never actually come to fruition right like it's like our mind like the scoreboard of our mind versus reality is like fucking one to a hundred you know it's so i think it's, it's crazy like how much we make it
1: up in our mind isn't it yeah it is crazy too because like even if you if you're like thinking on the positive end too of like what you want to happen like i feel like a lot of the times like if that thing that you're hoping for does happen a lot of the times it like doesn't even end up being like exactly how you kind of like pictured it so it's like the same could go for the other end so it's just that it is interesting how our minds just mix it up yeah and that's why detachment's
0: so important right it's like it's almost like you're in the present moment you're not trying to change that present moment but you know that at any moment you can change the next thing right it's like just being fine with what's happening knowing that like with your future actions, you can change like what happens in the future almost, which I think is so is so cool. I think I heard that definition from a book I was reading. They're like, detachment is, it's like being perfectly fine with the present moment. Cause literally we can't change what's happening now, but we can change through our future actions, the different things that happen around us, right? Our future thoughts even, or if what we say, all of these different things really lead to a reality coming to fruition. But so many people get tied up in like trying to change the, the present moment and also just like wanting to have the results happen like this exact second. Have you struggled with that at all? Like I, I know that for me, I still like have to taper my expectations and, and make sure that I don't uh, get too wrapped up in wanting these results like super quickly. Cause I came from that quick fix. Mindset with all the shit that I did to try to transform my body like I would do these fucking insane workouts in the gym, dude like I I remember doing This workout that I would do it was like an incline to regular run like so I would do like Incline run (laughs) I would try to do it as fast as I could possibly do it And then I would like my my rest period was a run on on regular And then I would go back up and I'd do like a half a mile on incline And then I would do like regular and I'd go this I'd try to do it as much as I could and then I had this exercise, this one that I found online that it was like, what I would do it as, cause I had like a bad back at the time I wasn't doing back squats is I would do like this, I would get the heaviest dumbbells that I could do a like sumo squat. So I get like two dumbbells. I'd, do, I'd have sumo squats. I would have, I think the second exercise was shoulder. I think it was shoulder press. And then the third was push-ups. And I would do this, this circuit where it was like, I started at 10 reps, went, you know, 10, 10, 10. And then I would get like 30 seconds of rest or a minute of rest. And then I would go nine, 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 and then it would go all the way down to one. And then it would go all the way back up to 10. And, and that was like with like 30 seconds or a minute of rest. And I would do that with as much weight as I could possibly do. And that was like my, that was generally like my Monday workout after like a huge weekend of drinking and like binging. And I would just like punish the shit out of myself with these exercises. But like that was like quick fix mindset and tact. So like I'm curious like if you've struggled with that and like stuff that you've done personally to help delay gratification and just try to put out those goals into
1: the future a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely struggled with that, um, especially with like the social media kind of stuff. It's easy to get caught up in just being like, oh, like I'm just going to have this post that like fucking blows up or like, I need to get all these followers or views or comments. And, um, yeah, so that's been something I've really been trying to work through recently too. And like a little shift that I've done and I'm like planning on making and have been making the last little bit is just, um, focusing more on like what I'm actually like learning and like trying new things as opposed to like what, like my end outcome is so like at least in in my case for like creating videos and stuff like that, i'm gonna start focusing more on like collaborating with other people and like trying different different types of videos different um whether it's like learning about like lighting editing stuff like that, and just being like so focused on like that and like acknowledging when I'm like winning there and like when I'm learning there as opposed to like. I don't know, getting some type of client or like getting, you know, like getting views on videos and stuff like that. I feel like that shift, even just like the mental shift I've had thinking that way has been really helpful in like trying to get away from like that kind of thinking. That's awesome, man.
0: So like, just like the lifelong learner mentality, almost like you're identifying as somebody who's just going to learn. And I think that's a cool way to detach too. kind of going back to what we were talking about. Like you're, you're detaching from the outcome by focusing on what can I learn during this process and not, you know, not worrying about when it happens. I think that it's crazy though. Like when you do that, the stuff comes a lot quicker too. Like you, you really, you seem to get the results that you wanted in the first place a lot easier because when we're so obsessed with the end result and we're so obsessed with having it now, like that it's, we're not giving like the universe almost like the time to actually, like have it come to fruition because we're just like
1: we're not actually wrapped up in doing what we need to do we're wrapped up in the result yeah absolutely and it's like a good way like going from that frame is a great way to like allow yourself to enjoy it a little bit more because like for me when i'm so focused on the outcome it's like when i'm doing the shit i'm like i normally enjoy i'm not even focused on like actually being able to like enjoy it like have fun with it and then like for me, that brings like my creativity and like my energy down, like so much. I love it dude. Do you like have
0: anything that you do where like, I'm actually going to use that. I think that's amazing. Do you have anything you do where you're like at the end of the day, like what did I learn today? Like, like almost like a, like a wins type of stuff, you know, as far as like, just like, Hey, like what did I actually learn today? So just to, you can help move yourself forward.
1: I don't have like a specific one where I write down what I have like learned, but, um, Um, Since I'm working with you, we're doing the uh, at the end of every day going through wins. So that's been helpful is just kind of like being able to like identify those things and like search for them because I've never really done that. And then the more I do it, I like find like small, like little things that are like they're definitely a win. But like me, like a year ago would never have thought like that that really mattered that much. And like the more you can like kind of do those, like you'll start to see them throughout the day and, and start to like give yourself a little bit more credit. So that's been huge. So thanks for that. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, dude, I'm here for you. Yeah. We're, we're working together, um, helping him increase his energy, focus, performance, stuff like that. That's what, I, and you know, I told you like that, that's, that's something I'm really passionate about. And so I think it aligns so well with, you know, I want to help you get to where you want to be, which I know you're, you really have some big goals and dreams. And so I know that it's like for a lot of people out there, it's so easy to like lock in on that performance and lock in on like the the stuff that they're doing, the work and stuff. But then all of a sudden you kind of wake up and it's like, fuck, I'm not sleeping good. I don't have energy. Like all this stuff's going on and it takes away from, from that performance. So, you know, I'm excited to continue working with you on that stuff. That's, uh, that's something that, um, it's, it's, it's insane. Like how, how much it actually plays in, you know, I've been writing that stuff down actually. Like, I'm like what does like more energy get people? Right. And it's like better performance. And like when I, cause I, I came from the same type of stuff where I was like, I was not sleeping good. I had no energy. Um, and, and I didn't realize how much it actually affected what I was doing until it completely changed. Right. Where it was like, I I went and I was like, oh, wait, I perform better in my day to day. You know, I have more. I get more done in less time. Right. I have more focus and concentration is like I used to be somebody like when I read, especially it was like I would read a page and then I'd be like, what the fuck am I doing? Or my mind would go to like this whole different thing. It's like this the change in energy for me. It led to that. It led to like more bandwidth for like the people that I love, friends, family, like clients, stuff like that. And then just showing up in a better place. So I'm excited to, to help you get to all of those those areas.
1: Yeah, thanks, dude. Yeah, energy is, is everything. I've started to realize that um, recently, as you know, like having a flare-up with ulcerative colitis again, like just like feeling like that fatigue is just like, holy shit, like I can't fucking live like this. Like <laughs> it's so hard to get things done. Even like when there are things that you like – want to do and like, you know, you can get them. So like, I think that health and like energy is just like one of the most, the most important thing I've started to realize recently is like, I haven't put enough into that. And, uh, that needs to be the focus for the rest of my life.
0: Now you're fucking locking in on it, dude. You're locked in on feeling better. You're locked in on, you know, your health, filling your cup up first, which is... Full disclosure, I realized I wasn't doing that the last few weeks and I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, I, today, this morning, I, I sat down and I like actually wrote down. I was like, what? I'll bring up my list. I bring up a, a list on, on my notes app. And I was like, what do I do when I feel my best? And this is something that, that people can do out there. Like if you found yourself, I've done this before. Like it's something that people can do out there if you find yourself falling back in and you're like, fuck, like what happened? Right, I like I wrote down a list. What do I do when I feel my best? Well, for me, I'm prioritizing my sleep. I have my nighttime routine dialed in. Right. I'm giving myself one to two hours before bed to relax. I'm not watching a bunch of fucking T V at night. I'm away from screens. I kinda of have a, a cutoff time that I stop with screens and stop with stuff that's really not serving me towards getting a good night's sleep. I'm reading every day, that's something I actually am really good at. I'm eating foods that make me feel good. Right, I I realized um oatmeal. It it does not sit well with me and I love it. And so like, I'll sometimes push through and I'll eat it anyways, but then it doesn't make me feel good. It doesn't give me energy. Right. And so it's like, okay, cutting out oatmeal, right. I'm getting plenty of walks in. That's something I'm, I'm really good at staying hydrated, still really good at that meditating with intention. I'm not doing that. And it's like, kind of like when you can, you can go down this list, right. And it's like, Oh shit. Like I picked apart that, you know, a huge thing is sleep, right. That's like a one of the the big things that I've started my nighttime routine started to slip on me. And then also my, my meditation, right? It's like the meditation, like I'll stay in bed and I'll do it. Like I'll wake up and I'll like be in, in bed instead of getting out of bed and having more intention with it and doing a better job instead of like checking a box. And so that's something I do to like help. When I start to feel myself kind of almost like drifting away from like the normal things and like starting to not feel good about myself, starting to not feel good physically, mentally, spiritually, with my energy, all these different things. It's like, okay, what what's lacking here? Like, what are the normal things that I'm doing that make me feel good? And like, which ones are we were we drifting away from?
1: Yeah, dude, I love that. That's uh, It's a great way to get like a little bit of a plan for yourself going. And um, I think even asking the question too, of like, what are things that I do when I feel my worst? Like, what are some yeah. like things that I can like, removed from my life that are like just dragging me down, whether it's fucking drinking, whether it's like negative thoughts, just different things like that, I think can, can help with that too. I love
0: it. Yeah, like kind of just adding in the things that aren't serving you. It's like, oh, this is, these are the things that serve me that, that I do, which ones are we not doing now, which things have like these habits that we don't necessarily make us feel good that we've started adding in. I think that's really good. Just update to it, to help, help it go in that direction but good shit dude well this this has been awesome i'd love for you to to end a few questions i just kind of want to end with a few questions here first off like what do you feel like is the best advice you've ever received
1: just in general yeah just in general like could be health fitness could be like you know anything i i really like the and this is from coaching con actually from tom Billiou is um What matters most, I'm going to butcher like how he actually said it, but like what matters most is what you think about yourself when you're alone and no one's around. I think that is like the biggest thing is being able to like get yourself in a good place, like where you love yourself and like you're accepting of yourself, like no matter where you're at, who you're with, because at the end of the day, you're going to be like in your own head and with yourself wherever you go. So I think that's huge. It's crazy. Yeah, that's amazing
0: advice. I love that. He he had a lot of good stuff at coaching con, but that was that was really good. Yeah, it stuck with me. It's it's crazy like you're the only you're you're like your own roommate, honestly, your mind's like your roommate 24/7 365. You don't like yourself, Yeah, it's going to be a long life, and so do whatever you can to to do that. And then what's the worst advice you've ever received?
1: Um I don't know if I have a specific like way of phrasing this, but like to just like settle and like do what everyone else is doing because like that is like the normal path. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a way of phrasing it. I guess just like not following your dreams and like just going and like, for example, like getting like a regular job. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but like if you don't, want to do that and don't see yourself doing that. Like, why should you just do it? Just because that's like, what's normal. So yeah, I don't know how to phrase
0: that. You're not like lit up basically like, you know, follow the the path that everybody wants you to follow. Like that's like, you know, just like, just get in line, just do, do everybody else. Yeah.
1: Follow what makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I like (laughs) that. And last question for you. What, um, what do you think so far in your life has been the biggest thing? like the biggest growth tip, you know, thing that's helped you transform the most, grow the most and, you know, just get a little, like get closer to where you really want to be. Like what's been the biggest thing that's helped you there?
1: Yeah. So I would say like following what my dream is and, um, what that has kind of led me to is I was, I guess like going back a little bit, I was a, um, strength, strength and conditioning coach, personal trainer, and just like, had the idea of opening my own gym with my uncle who's who's leaving our gym and um that kind of put me in this like spiral of just trying to like have my own business and just do the things that I really wanted to do and like putting myself in that position has made me has brought so much awareness to the things that I suck at the things that I like doing and um just like the realities of a lot of it and like what I need to like what I need to change to become better? And I don't, I don't think if I, like, followed that path and, like, went down that road, like, I don't know if I've ever would have, like, realized these things. Or if I did, it would have been a while down the road. So I think just, like, really following what I'm passionate about and, like, trying to become the best at it has, like, put that light on, like, the things that I need to become better. And, like, just, like, being in, I guess being, like, an entrepreneur or, like, being in situations where you're trying to like grow like that kind of just forces you to figure out like what things you're you're not good at it kind of just like sheds light on all of that i love it dude
0: no that's awesome that's really cool you're fucking killing it dude i really appreciate you coming on um it's it's always great talking with you and what you know just to kind of finish up here like where where can everybody find you like if somebody out there is looking for somebody to help edit their content produce or edit their podcast um where can where can everybody find you and get in touch
1: with you yeah dude well thanks for having me on it was fun it's been i don't know a while i think like six months maybe since i've been on one and um but yeah so my instagram is nick with three underscores dwyer d-w-y-e-r um Yeah. Connect with me on there, Facebook. And then we also have optimize you the other podcast. Um, so definitely go listen to that subscribe. If you haven't already, I'm sure you probably have a lot of the same listeners, but, um, yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: I appreciate you, brother. No, this was awesome. It was great to chat with you a little bit deeper, go a little bit deeper (laughs) than the stuff that we normally talk about. And, uh, Yeah, if you enjoy this episode, make sure you like it, subscribe, you rate us, you share with a friend. Um, You know, we're really on the mission to just help you transform, help you grow, help you become better and really help you become the CEO of your own life. So appreciate you all. Appreciate you, Nick. We'll be talking to you soon.